Brothers and sisters, the race is on. Again, so very glad to be here with Reverend Robert Lacey uh, at the St. Andrews Baptist Church. Uh, so proud of this young man, not only of his present ministry, but of the vision that God has given him. And just want you to say hello to people and tell us a little bit about how you came into to this role and you know, th th thinking about your dad. And I actually live not too far and so I would always be able to ride a street, see him coming and going, you know, talking with him. Just tell us about the transition and even some of the history of what he built. The Reverend Robert Lacey Jr. is my name, pastor here of the St. Andrew Missionary Baptist Church, private school and theological academia. It started as a seed in a vision and the hand had a pot over his shoulder hmm. and it watered the seed yeah. and the seed grew and the voice from the hand that had the pot uttered these words, it will be no end. Wow. So that was planted in our father, Dr. Robert Lacey Sr.'s heart when he was just a lad of a boy in mm -hmm. Mississippi. Wow and it cheered him along the highway and brought him here to California in the 50s and the ministry started. It took off to where now this great church has been established since 1975 and located here since 1977 and has educated kindergarten through the 12th grade for the last 45 years and wow. looks to move into university studies in addition to theological studies at that level and his concern his vision was for the whole man beginning at the cradle going to the grave that the soul should be taken under consideration and everybody should be introduced to a dying lord and a risen savior yeah and he instituted that here, not only by preaching it, but he taught it. I like to say this is a clinic for mm. preachers. Wow. And I'm a product of that to where we rely on the gospel to sustain us. The fundamentals of education were based around the love of God. You teach a child in the way they should go, and when they're old, they won't depart from it. And he left that as his last wish to continue his legacy. And we've made a commitment to continue lest his living would have been in vain. And it's been three years, just about three years in March uh, that he's been gone from us. And we can still feel him, his presence as we drive up to the building, as we right. park in the parking lot, we still feel the strength of the passion that he had to for this movement. And that's not something that I want to stray away from. I don't have anything new for him, Rev. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't have any new ideas oh, for them because it, it encompasses the, the, gospel. The, the entire man. So we're gonna endeavor to continue to help each individual reach their maximum potential yeah. in education, spiritually, that's what we're here to do. God 
gives an increase. Amen. Uh, listen, I think it's always fascinating. And, you know, from the standpoint of Green the Church, right, we're always, you, you know, we ask the question, you know, is the black church concerned about climate change or environmental justice and all of those things? Uh, what you're saying is something that I heard my dad say a long time ago, that ministry is holistic, right? That, that in it, it encompasses everything. And for these men, these preachers, men and women who came from the South, right? right. Who came from a place where they knew how to put their hand in the soil, right? They right. came from a place uh, they knew how to work, right. right? They came with a certain work ethic. All of that, to me, is environmentalism. All of that to me is, you know, at Green the Church, we don't call it environmentalism as much as we call it revival, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Everything is about anything old, decrepit, can be made brand new again. And so I think a lot of times people miss that the African-American church in and of itself is already an environmental institution. We teach people how to do, we have been teaching people how to do more with less for a long time, long, <laughs> right? Long time. Right. Long. So this stuff is not new. Talk to us. One thing that we talk about when we talk about Green the Church, we, we talk, of course, about food sovereignty. You hear us talking about environmental justice. But one thing that we also talk about is STEM. We talk about education because we believe that God has placed in our children some of the answers that we need to battle climate change, to battle the ravages that come, the superstorms, the hurricanes, the fires. We believe that God has already placed inside of God's people, right? Mm -hmm. The salvation mechanism and through science, technology, art, agriculture, mathematics, we believe that we can get there. And this church, just like the temple, right? You have a place of worship, but you also have a place of learning. Mm -hmm. This church has a 45 year history of education. And I know, listen, I bought my children, right? When it was time for them to learn STEM, I bought them in the summer to St. Andrews. Talk to us about some of that educational program that you all have done and still continue to do in terms of science and things. We've been fortunate here to have some of the first gamers that are now employed in Silicon Valley Wow. to come down and bring Silicon Valley to West Oakland. See? It's not just about coding. A lot of schools are teaching coding, but what they brought to us was a platform that you can build your own scenarios. And a few years back, post pre-COVID, yeah. we had virtual reality sessions during the summer, and that's what your children were a part that's of. That's right. And they were building characters, and they would take the characters over to the uh, convention in uh, San Francisco. Oh, okay. And they would be able to market their characters. The Salesforce Convention. Wow, they, right, they, right, right. They would market their characters uh, along with uh, other low-income and individuals like Black Coding, Girls Got Inc. It. Got it, they we, all gathered. Yeah, we were able to go and take some of our work there. And the imagination of the African-American child Yes. Is great yes. because God has always put things in the mind yeah. of the African American child. Yeah. And if I can go back to Joseph. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. that was technology. Wow. Say say more. And, and and put him in a position where he took a dream. Got it. And it expanded to where he was able to help all of mankind Amen. from a dream. Amen. So yeah, children are still dreaming. 
but under what circumstances and what encouragement are we influencing them to combine their dreams with knowledge to affect and influence technology, influence the environment, you know, influence the systems of the world that govern us, you know, law, medicine, it's all in comparison in training up a child. And yes, virtual reality, AI, artificial intelligence, it's real and we teach our students that. That's right. Because it's 20 years ago, a computer was rare to have. That's right. But That's now right. you can carry it on your phone. It's on your phone. Laptops, iPads. That's right. It's a virtual world we live in. As a matter of fact, in the 80s, preachers was talking about one day you'll be able to pick up a phone here and talk to somebody in China. That's right. That's We're right. living in that day. We're in that day. So we teach that here on how to bridge the gap, how to integrate technology into the classrooms. We're even going somewhere, Rev, to integrate technology into sure. the services beyond just screens to watch. Ah, uh, okay. Just wait. We got something coming real soon. All right, y'all heard it. <laughs> see, see, listen, this is exciting. This is what it's about. I want all of my friends uh, who are listening in the environmental movement, all of my friends at the Sierra Club, at the Nature's Conservancy, uh, I want you all to listen because oftentimes we ask, like, is the black church and community interested? And we are in West Oakland. We on West Grand. And what we on West? West and 27. And 27. Y'all, we here. We in the heart of the matter. We're at the place. Like, this building even was intricate even when the Black Panther Party was moving. Yeah, right. you, you know, you can't get around where we are. But like they say, can anything good, right? Come on, West Oakland. <laughs> yes, you can. A whole lot of stuff <laughs> has and will continue, That's but right. it is because of the culture of the church, it is because of those generations that have come before us that have laid a solid foundation. Sometimes when you pass by, you may not know, you may not understand that uh, this high level of technology is moving and breathing here, and that's not even the end of the story. It's not, it's not, it's not. It's not. It's not. Yeah, like, tell us a little bit about your community garden. I, again, Green the Church, STEM, I'm, I'm gonna get to building efficiency. Right now we're doing a lot on decarbonization, but we often say that people cannot be free if a people if we do not know how to feed ourselves. And so, so very often in the inner cities, you talk about food deserts. And I often say, man, our grandparents would roll over in, a, in their graves if they knew that we couldn't have collard greens because the store closed down the street, right? right. Because we come from a people who know how to put their hands in the soil. Right, in the life-giving soil, not dirt, soil, right? And grow good things, and good things are still growing. Talk to us about even your vision for deciding to do community garden or eco-garden. Talk to us about how that came to be and what your vision is for it even going forward. So Rev, I came, I grew up amongst a group of people All right. where 85% of the people had gardens in their backyard. Wow. And God. harvest time, people brought tomatoes and watermelons. Well, and you're not that old, man. You're not that old. They brought it to church. <laughs> At least they brought it to St. They brought St. Andrew. And the tomatoes were so large. Wow. And, I mean, you could grow a pumpkin. Wow. String beans and you name it. They brought it to church and then we either cooked it or you gave it to people that were in need. Yes, sir. You know, the supermarket was hurting during harvest time. Yes, sir. Because we had our own harvest. Because you had your own harvest. And it was always a thought of mine to have that green thumb. Wow. Let's keep that in the church. Yeah. So since things have happened and 
God is blessed to where we were able to open up an ecology lab here with the school. Beautiful. And we named it St. Andrew Private School Outdoor Ecology Lab. And we took about 150 by 100 and just laid out plant beds, raised collard greens, raised seeds. Wow. We built a little greenhouse and raised herbs. Yes, sir. Compost areas and trees are still growing there. And when it was hard, one of y'all can remember specifically at harvest time, I got on Facebook. Yeah. And I said, I have free collard greens Uh that we raised. (laughs) And I have a whole yard of them. And I gave the sign and showed them. And I had pastors. They rolled on. Saying, hey, how how many can I come get? (laughs) I said, bring a truck. Come on again. Come get it. And so we just decided to make that a part of learning to where everybody can decide to you know, nurture that part about them. Sure, sure. Because even sure. in the gospel, Jesus gave examples of soil work. That's right. Vineyard That's right. work. Yes, sir. So what better way yes, to teach a lesson about Christ and his parables than in a garden? No better so, so we just, I, I, I've made it a point to make sure that we keep this as a part of the heritage of our church. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that you got wind of it and you said, hey, that's what I am. Hey, man. I'm green to church. I hey. said, well, let me be a part of green to church then. <laughs> we want to keep it green, definitely. We have to keep it you green, know, And we, we feed a lot of families okay. with the, um, the crop on a yearly basis. Okay. They take advantage of it. Beautiful. A lot of children who would be on their video game systems, yeah. their parents are starting to bring them out. Hey, spend some time in the garden. That's what's up. And, you know, in the, in the age that we live in now, outdoor activity is like com- compared to when we grew up. Yeah. Well, I, I drive up down the street. I don't have to wait for kids to move out of the way, throwing the football. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see them, you know, Playing no rocks. No, exactly, man. No, no balls coming over my fence. Yeah. None of that. None of that. But now, you know, we, we just want to create. We may be a small little area. Sure. But sure. if what we're doing in relation to what you're doing spreads to where other people yeah. make it a part of the routine, yeah. then we'll be okay. All done. It won't die. It won't die. And again, brothers and sisters, God bless you. Green the church, operating and moving, really learning and being able to tell. When we started, we started as a repository. We want to tell the story of what the black church and community was doing. Uh, in terms of environmentalism and sustainability. I often say we don't necessarily use the same language. We're not necessarily in the same places and spaces. I was determined that when we come inside and start having the conversation, that you would understand that we are on the same page fighting for environmental justice, fighting for equity, fighting for balance so that all sentient beings on this planet will be well. God bless you. Pastor Lacey, we're talking about food and we're talking about, you know, making sure that we're growing healthy food. And that's definitely one of the standards of, of Green the Church. I want to talk a little bit about building efficiency where we're doing a big thing. They call it decarbonization. They want to make sure that in Oakland, it's already been voted on, legislated. I think that by 2040, that all commercial buildings have to be totally electric buildings. Which means we got to get rid of all our gas stoves. We 
got to get rid of all of our gas heating pieces and replace them with electric heating pumps and all of those type type of things. What are some of the building efficiency things that you've already done here at St. Andrews and what are some things that you all still have to work work on? Basically, well, late 90s we did the new roof on both buildings. We've upgraded some of our electrical panels here on site. We're working now on upgrading our uh, fluorescent lights and putting okay. LEDs in. Excellent. We still have to upgrade. Well, actually, we're looking to add 6,000 square feet. What you say? To the building. Are you going, going up? No, we're going wide. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, you know, they have the egress standards for most buildings in this area is 36 feet. Oh, I, I didn't the know the church that. is already there. Got it. So we have seven lots. Okay. So we're going to go wide. Beautiful. Yeah, so Beautiful. within that, that comes our solar okay. uh, system. That comes our, I guess, all electric building. Correct. You know. Correct. So all It'll be the, built green when it's built. When it's from built. From the start. And hopefully we don't have to put that out any further. We already have our plans, our engineers is almost finished with those drawings. Okay. The Landmark Preservation Board has already approved the design because wow. this is a historical landmark and wow. there's certain guidelines that they want us to keep in order to build and add on to this building. And everything is already, before our father um, closed his eyes, we sat and we planned it. Wow. And the engineer drew it. And it's ready to be constructed now. So wow! Now tell us a little, a little bit about those plans and how ministry will happen in that space. So the design was and is that the ministry here, the soul saving ministry, the educational ministry, doesn't have enough room. Okay. And in order to expand, we have to expand the space that we facilitate the sure, ministry. Sure. Even to the point of offering academic services below K- kindergarten and above 12th grade. Sure. We need the space. As far as the individuals having the places where they can come in the comfort of their own spaces and mm-hmm. get counseling and things of that okay. nature, we need more space. All right. All so, right. in in essence, we've decided to add six thousand square feet. Wow! Wow! And will will the school op- operate in those? Will there be classrooms and things? The the CHEA has already came and viewed the current facility. Okay. And they said all we need is more space to enlarge to actually hold their accreditation for university classes. So it will continue. A 45-year-old educational institution. We've offered kindergarten through the 12th grade. At one time, we had temporary portable modulars on one of the lots. I recall. And we had 24-hour child care. Wow. And a lot of the low-income families took advantage of that, that had security guard jobs at night. They would come and leave their children and pick them up in the morning. Wow. And we just wanted to do what we could to expand. But COVID came and the world took a recess. The world turned upside down. Yeah, and everybody took off and a lot of 
individuals move. Yeah. But Reverend, I just have to say, we're still in the Bay Area. We are. We're still in these surrounding cities. Yeah. We have not left. We may be in the closet waiting for something to surface Got it. that is ours. Yeah. That will we can benefit from. Yeah. And the goal is to have St. Andrew right on this small little corner be a beacon light. Amen. We offer high school diplomas for dropouts, credit repair for students that are failing in their academics now. Yeah. We have our child care license for zero to two and two to five. Okay. Everything is in place, yeah. Reverend, and we just need to add, enlarge the tent. Yeah, well, uh, Doc, the Lord yeah. will enlarge your territory. Yeah. Of that, I'm certain. Listen, this has been exciting. A lot of great things going on uh, here at St. Andrews. Excited for this pastor he, as he has taken the mantle, had it down from him by his father. and We're excited to see what's next. As we move forward, bring the church, this audience, individuals who care about people and the planet. When you think about Bible and you think about the word of God and you think about all of these storms and fires, when you think about how our environment is challenged, even from the trauma of poverty itself, what is some scripture that comes to mind that you think would be helpful and apropos to people in this day and age as they think about how to be whole? That's the spotlight question. <laughs> of course, it's loaded. But only one question, one, one, one scripture comes to mind. Sure. The earth is the Lord's. Yes, sir. And the fullness thereof. That's good. Doc. The world and they that dwell therein. Yeah. And being that God put the thought in man's mind to tend to a garden. Yes, sir. When he first created all of us. Yes, sir. And gave him the wherewithal to name everything in the garden. Yeah. Name the green blades grass. That's the right. Brown dirt, earth, yes, trees, sir. apples, and oranges. Yeah. The flowers, daffodils, dandelions, roses. He put that in his mind for a reason. <laughs> and then he said, tend to it. That's right. And he even went as far as to say, you know what? I'm not going to basically provide it for you, but I'll give you due in the morning. Mm, come on, dog. That will nourish Come on, you. dog. If you'll just stir it up. Yes, sir. If you'll plant a seed. That's right. I'll make it grow. I'll make the earth cry. <laughs> I'll make it produce. You just go ahead and stir up the ground. That's all. So, yeah, the Lord is in control of it, but it takes the individual to be active in it. Amen. Doc, that brought us full circle from where we started. And I, want, and I want you to give that vision that you started with that came from your dad. Seed. Like you said, come on, Doc. Seed in the ground. Seed in the ground. God wanted it. Come on. And then it went up and shot through the roof. And the boy said, <laughs> there will be no end. Come on, somebody. You heard it. The black church is a green church. The black church is a church that cares about the environment that cares about climate, uh, that cares about the holistic health of human beings and all sentient beings. Mm -hmm.